Welcome to War Games. We will get you ready for your next sales opportunity. Are you looking to win the sales battle? You have joined the right team. Here on the War Games Group, we take the strategies and mindsets from the most successful salespeople and share it with you. With our help, you won't have to fail your way to the top. When it comes to crossing the minefield of sales, step in the footprints of those that crossed before you. Prepare yourself for boot camp and beyond. It's time for War Games to begin. Shall we play a game? Happy Wednesday, War Gamers. Joe Ingram, your host. I am excited today to bring you somebody that um, will pretty much rock your world because that's what he does for a living is rock people's world. But um, what I want to do is let a video share a little bit more about this individual, and then I'm going to come back and brag all over Rob Luna. So everybody who's out on Instagram, everybody here on Facebook, LinkedIn, all over, um, hold on because it gets better. Number one, we're looking at Amazon. I like Fubo TV. Stock is unstoppable. So kudos to you. Our viewers are making money. Moving to this, they Woo. are really believing in cryptocurrency. PayPal. Yeah, you know who right? Love that on that Let's go. Oh. Woo, woo. No masterpiece. Hey. Ten bad bad, then they after me. Bad. One bad bad look like a masterpiece. Oh. Looking for a dunk like an athlete. Oh. Big drip, what you call it? Big drip. Ice chain, peeled water. Ice you got the cab, but can't afford them. You got the bad, but can't afford them. Give me the beat, I ride it like a jet ski. Hey. So many bad, bad, they harassing me. Bad. They like me because I rap and be with the athletes. athletes. Stop asking me. Uh. I know they mad at me. Nah. Hop in the coupe, then I slide like it's Vaseline. West Coast 6, poach on like a trampoline. Six, Take a brick out, put it on the triple beam. Brick I'm not out. from Canada, out. but I see out. a lot of teams. I love it. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to throw a couple VIPs on the screen. There's Natalie. Miss Krista Pepper is with us as well. Let's move us around a little bit. Oh, look, there we go. Hi, all. Okay, so this individual I'm bringing on right now, Mr. Rob Luna. Rob himself is one of those gentlemen that has gotten two MBAs. He's a master when it comes to finances and comes to investing. He's trusted by people, as you saw on that, by he consults for uh, Amazon, Google, little companies like Facebook. These people seek out knowledge from him, right? And as you see, he's regularly on Fox News uh, offering his insight into finances. So I want to welcome him on because he knows how to sell. He knows how to make the money last. And he knows how, if you're an entrepreneur, you need to live that way. And that's what it is. Rob, Welcome to the show. Go ahead and switch spots with me. There you go. That way you're bigger. So, <laughs> yeah, thanks, John. I guess apparently I also know how to rock people's world. So, I'm, I'm really excited about that new addition to Add my Add that to the resume. Uh, to yes. my yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's true. It's true. We met, we met at another event that uh, we were both at. And, exact, and Rob is the individual that walks in and everybody pays attention to who just walked in the room. And yeah. so, uh, I don't know about I don't know about all that. There's it is true. It is true. That's how you're here now. So I'll throw up a couple comments as we go through. But uh, overall, we're just looking for from Rob. Tell us something that can help an entrepreneur to become better. I've gone through your website. I've heard you speak before and stalked your Instagram like nobody's business. And so uh, when you look at that, I know you have a level of experience that most people don't. 
And so from that perspective of more of at the top of the mountain, looking down to people that are trying to climb this same mountain, what can we do to sell more, be better, you know, get more business? And if we have more money, we'd be able to invest it properly. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a tough question, obviously, right? So yes. I, I'm going to try to give you uh, all the information that I can to where, like, like you said, Joe, I know everyone's got various levels of experience, expertise. Some people are just starting out. I'm not going to tell you go get referrals just because somebody who started in wealth management uh, coming from a very impoverished background and having zero network when I first started when Merrill Lynch first told me to call all the people in my circle of influence that had money and were ready to invest, I realized very quickly I was going to get poor fast. I was already poor, but I was never going to get rich unless I found a different way to do that. So I won't talk too much about referrals. I think referrals come later on in the game. But what I will do and um, give credit to Dan Kennedy, and this guy's been around forever, if anybody of you know, know him, he has a strategy called the ACE strategy. And I heard this at a conference I was at maybe, I don't know, very early, I'm in my mid forties, very early in my career, I was in my twenties and ACE stands for authority, celebrity, and exclusivity. And basically, if you look at the three things, when you first start out with authority, that is the hardest thing. Like you said, um, I've got you know, two MBA degrees. I'm an alumnus of Wharton, National University of Singapore, UCLA. I've uh, been a fellow at Wharton for, uh, I was at five, six years where I consulted with companies like Google, Nike, Amazon. I've been on national television pretty much weekly. I was on Fox Monday. I'll be on CNBC tomorrow. Fox back again on a Friday. That's just three times this week. Those are the things that I've done throughout my whole career from day one where I invested in myself consistently to be able to build that authority. And that doesn't come overnight. So that's kind of your long-term game plan when you get into sales that I think the sustainability, the longevity, and the success of your career is gonna come in with that first day of what type of authority are you? Um, we'll get back to these a little bit, but um, the next one, uh, which is C in ACE, the celebrity. Well. That's kind of where television comes in. You know, I've been named the best in the state Forbes advisor for the last two years in a row. I've been written up in the Wall Street Journal, Sports Illustrated. I work with a lot of professional athletes. Um, so that idea of celebrity, building that celebrity around you. Look, why do athletes, movie stars, irrespective of how much good they give back to uh, our world, make so much money because people love celebrities they want to be like celebrities. And the idea being you can be the utmost authority, but if nobody's entertained by you, nobody knows about you, that authoritarian figure, that knowledge that you built up is not going to get out to enough people to really make a difference. And in that last uh, letter in the ACE, E, exclusivity. And I think for in my position, and I really think this is becoming more important for everyone that we consult with right right now I, I consult with a lot of small business owners from uh pre-revenue all the way to people who are doing 50 million plus in revenue these days for all of them i think you know look one thing i talk about a lot now if you follow me on instagram is that information is free these days 
Um, you know, when I started in the late 90s, people had to call me to get a quote on the stock market, right? And when you think about it, that wasn't long ago. Well, nobody's calling their broker to get a stock quote anymore. No one's paying a $500 fee to buy 100 shares of Microsoft. There's a tremendous amount of information out there. So if all you're doing is recycling the information that is on Google or it's on some website that you can get for free, you're not going to really be able to provide a lot of value. And so what you're finding now is the people that are really looking for authority, celebrity, exclusivity in almost everything are the people who can afford it. The higher net worth category of almost anything. Otherwise, just think about financial services. There's no way I'm going to compete with Vanguard or these robo-advisors. So what do we do? We have to go and deliver value well beyond what they can get for free, well beyond that they can get from someone just coming out of college and looking to manage people's money. So that exclusivity is really um, when you get your first $5 million account, $10 million account. Then I got up to a point, you know, I'm phasing out now because I sold my firm to where my minimum became $25 million. And so it was funny because my minimum when I started was 50 grand and it was hard to be able to you know, get someone to give me a hundred. But then what happened is I found out as soon as my minimum got to a million, I think is where really things started to break. And people were like, oh, he wants a million to even talk to me. And so raising your price, raising your minimums, those types of things are kind of what provide that exclusivity. And when you put this all together, I think the holy grail for sales, I think for all of us is you don't wanna to have to be chasing people. You don't wanna be cold calling. Uh, you want a traction market where people are finding you, they know about you. I won't get up on a stage or get in any presentation unless somebody's gone to my website, knows my background, because why? Well, I am very proud of all the work that I've put in, the accomplishments that I've had over 20 years. The fact that in my industry, you can go to the SEC's website and see that in 22 years, I haven't even had one complaint. That's through the dot-com crash. That's through the financial crisis. And so that comes down to what I'll add to the ACE is the integrity. So if you have all those three things and you operate with integrity, I promise you, you don't even have to sell. Uh, and, I, and I learned that, Joe, and, and I'm going to pause after this. I learned that you know probably a couple of years ago or a year ago where, as I mentioned, I sold my wealth management firm phasing out this year where I worked exclusively with ultra high net worth people. And I've created a solution in my Wealth Academy to really provide that knowledge to the masses because I think most of them are getting really bad information. And what I did when I first started working with, you know, let's just call it the average person, you know, like I was when I first started investing and a lot of us were, is I was trying to sell and prove myself to them. And then someone told me like, wow, they're coming to you because they just want to know what to do. You don't have to sell anymore. And I think that's really, as I mentioned, the holy grail to where now I have three new ventures that I started. Um, look, we can always use more business. I think anyone's lying to you if they don't, but we haven't done any paid marketing or anything like that. It's because of the work we put in and really implementing. And I'll thank that to Dan Kennedy. He probably doesn't even know who the hell I am, but I took that <laughs> when I was 20 years old. I, I like simple, actionable ideas. Uh, I took that, I worked on it, and it's worked for me really well. And, and I think too, Rob, there's people out there that are thanking you and saying the same thing going, and I'm sure that Rob has no idea who I am. 
right? And yeah, so I've yeah. already followed everything that he's given and to go on. So no, that's fantastic. So somebody that one of the things that I saw on your website that I thought was fantastic was you said everything that we surround ourselves with, there's three F's that you live by. Yeah. Right. Can you talk to those and touch on those? Because yeah, I already know there's going to be two of the three people on here going to roll right into it. But sure. Yeah. And, and they're, they're, they're in no order. As long as you have all three of them, they come down to fitness, finance, and fashion. And that's kind of what I've really built my, my life around. I mean, I think the most important one really is fitness. So I was a college athlete, an athlete, you know, all my life, pretty much. I think from the time I was 12 years old, I've been lifting weights, uh, you know, as a personal trainer through college. Um, really for me, look at the end of the day, you could be the wealthiest person in the world, but if you die of a heart attack because you're obese at 40 years of age, that really doesn't matter. Right. And it's especially for those of us who have children, really it's incumbent upon us to be around there, not only be there, but be active, be healthy, be involved with what they're, what, what they're doing. And so, and not to mention, look, when you feel good, when you're at the appropriate weight, when you have the right strength, you just, in terms of sales, you're going to show up. You're going to demand more presence. You're going to be more confident in everything you're doing. And since this is a sales-related, um, you know, podcast, right? The idea of confidence, right? And this is what all these three Fs are going to build on. The idea of confidence is so important when you sit down and talk to somebody. As I mentioned before, people don't want a, a platform of choices. They want one specific solution that you stand behind and you give to them. People do, believe it or not, want to be told by, told what to do as long as they believe that you're an expert. And that's the important thing about having that solution. Because look, if you're a fraud, they're, they're not going to listen to you. But once you maintain or, or achieve that level of, a, of success, they just want you to tell them what to do. Like I always tell, I, I coach a lot of financial advisors, right? And let's just say, God forbid, you go to the doctor, there's this little gray spot on your brain. They send you out to a neurologist to find it, find out about it. And the doctor comes in and says, we found this. Um, here's the five different things we could do. Right. And, and contrast that to somebody who said, look, I don't want you to worry about this. I've done this a thousand times. Here's exactly what we need to do. You're going to be 100 percent. OK, we just need to get this done immediately. I'm going to go to that guy. He could be full of shit. <laughs> But if he tells me that versus the guy who gives me choices over something that I have no idea and financial advisors that I have with 20 years experience CFPs are sometimes still giving the client three or four choices. And that's not really what they want. So showing up again to kind of back up with authority, celebrity, you know, fitness is very important. Uh, fashion, I talk about a lot. And my wife has a, a background master's degree in fashion. Uh, from London. So that's, I think, why we were kind of attracted to each other. I'll tell you, it goes back uh, to the first job interview I had that got me into the industry that I've talked about before with Waterhouse. There was a, this was in the late 90s. So everybody wanted to be that, you know, you no one wants to call themselves a stockbroker anymore. Everyone's a wealth manager. But back then, everybody wanted to be a stockbroker. So there was like five open positions they had. 300 people that interviewed. I was a sophomore in college. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get this. I got a call back, got hired, and the hiring boss told me, you were the absolute best dressed. I can't even afford a Rioni tie. And I couldn't either at that time. That's right. exactly why I hired you. And I really remembered that, right? And, you know, all the studies, I've got my undergrad in psychology, all the, all the studies 
tell you that people make a decision about you, like it or not, this is true, in the first 10 to 15 seconds. How do you speak? How do you look? All those different things. So it's very, very important that you show up dressed well. Now, it doesn't mean you have to wear uh, you know, a Tom Ford suit or whatever it is. Whatever your style is, make sure it's impeccable. Make sure your brand is built around it. And I promise you that will help. And then obviously, finance, all these things take a lot of money, right? The right supplementation, uh, the right clothes. Uh, at, the, at the end of the day, all of us are working or selling in this case because we're trying to achieve the funds to live a life we love. Now, I, I in working in wealth management, I learned a long time ago what the ultimate lifestyle is for uh, the three of you, the 100 people that are watching, whatever it is, is completely different. I don't care if you're happy driving an 88 Ford Toyota truck or if you want a, a 2022 Bugatti. What I do care about is that you have fully reached your potential and you're not settling in life. And that's one of the things, you know, to me, happiness is growth every day trying to achieve more. So when people tell me like, aren't you satisfied? I'm never gonna be satisfied. I'm happy, I'm proud of what I've done, but the day I become satisfied is the day I'm gonna die. So I wanna keep growing every single day. So the fitness, finance, and fashion, you know, obviously you wanna market in three different things, but those are the three things that really kind of encompass, you know, my lifestyle and it's what's worked for me along with uh, what I learned from Dan Kennedy a long time ago. Fantastic. So if we're looking at it and, and we sit back and again, I, I love that we, we keep things short on this show because everybody's out hustling. So and you got a life to get back to when you look at this and we say, OK, so now we want to talk about, OK, hey, get yourself out there. What's the first thing we need to do to try to brand ourselves the right way? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the great thing is when I started trying to brand myself, it was before social media. So like I said, my whole thing was I had to get onto television at the time. And what's interesting is I've been on television pretty much weekly, uh, primarily financial television, but I've, I've been on mainstream television also for maybe 12 years. I didn't get on to Instagram until maybe about, maybe it's going on two years, 18 months ago, let's call it. And it's funny now because I go to the gym or a restaurant and there's more people that recognize me and come up to me now in just the last 18 months than ever in my life. I don't know if that's a good thing, uh, but because of Instagram, so social media. So the nice thing about it is today, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy to get on to find or any type of television, but you have a platform that quite honestly is more impactful uh, than what you're going to get on, on television these days. And for all of us, right, it's free, whether it's YouTube, uh, which you should probably be using, Twitter, uh, definitely for, for myself, Instagram has been the best in terms of monetization, right? Um, I, I would say don't buy followers or, or any of that type of stuff, right? There's people with way more followers than me. I think I only have about 15,000 followers, but by 15, if you think about it, if you have 15,000 people that like what you do, listen, and they're buying from you, which my audience does, that's really, I'm not doing it to, to be popular for a popularity contest. I'm doing it so people know who I am, what I have to offer, and, and let's make no mistake, if I couldn't monetize it, I wouldn't spend one minute on social media. So for all of you, if you're not, I mean, by now, I, I hope everybody is active in social media. I'm always surprised when, uh, people are salespeople, but they've got a private Instagram uh, account, and that's that's all they have. That's kind of counterintuitive. But what I would say is, 
figure out who you are and who your client is and what your greatest value proposition is and start building your channel around that. Don't buy followers, get out there, do whatever it is that you need to do, but start letting the world know who you are. That I would say is the first thing. And then what I would also say is, depending on uh, your industry that you're in, when I first started out, I was going to tell you, I wasn't going to tell you to go get referrals. I didn't have any way of doing that. So what I did early on as a young advisor is I partnered with the older guys, right? I partnered with the guys who had 20 years of experience, had the MBAs, had the $10 million accounts, and I made pennies on the dollar for the first five years because look, people who are successful, right? They're not gonna be cheap. I'm just being honest, whether it's a plastic surgeon, a financial advisor, whatever it is, the best are usually expensive. Why? Because their time is in high demand. And so for them to be able to give their personal time, which for me these days is the hardest thing, right? Everything I try to do is scalable, when I actually have to do something that's not scalable one-on-one, -on -one, you have to charge for that because you're missing out on something else, right? So what I did was I partnered with these people. I was maybe making literally 10% of the commission that they were making for the first five to 10 years. I tell this to real estate agents also, but you know what that allowed me to do? It allowed me obviously to get hands-on experience, but it allowed me to sell the team because nobody who was 60 years old retiring with $5 million was going to give somebody 21 that was money but they also knew that these other guys high barrier to entry to get with them they probably didn't care too much as crazy as it sounds about their four or five million because they were spending time with the 50 million dollar clients so the combination of me who was hungry who's going to take them out to dinner out to lunch out to golf whatever it is to be able to service them alongside that expertise that I was able to bring in really worked for me. You can do that in real estate, wealth management, just about everything, but don't be cheap, understand. And when I tell people, when you get into a new industry, guys, I was broke for probably the first 10 years as a wealth advisor. I was going to school, I was giving away most of my commissions. I was building that first A, right? But by the time I had that built up, you know, the whole thing I was able to do was say, yeah, we managed this much money. Uh, I was able to get a $25 million account. Uh, here's what we did with Blackstone. All of those things that I was able to tell, I didn't do on my own. It was these advisors who let me in the door to be able to ride on their coattails to gain that credibility. And I think that's what, you know, people, it, it's in this day and age, the, the challenge and bad thing about social media is it appears so easy. Right. No one's posting the difficult shit that's going on. No one's posting the, the, the failures um, that they had. So people think that they can get it instant gratification right away. Um, but it, it doesn't work that way. The only guys that stop on, start on top are ditch diggers. Right. Otherwise, you got to start on the bottom. Uh, you got to work your way up to the top. And that's going to take time and it's going to take money. You're going to have to invest in yourself. You, you mentioned Albert Preciado, who's a good friend of mine. He talks about this all the time. He went to Grant Cardone's event, bought the most expensive seats. Uh, if he wanted mentorship from someone, he'd buy their most expensive program. Whatever it is, he invested heavily, many times money that he didn't have because he realized that people's time was valuable. And the only way that they were going to listen to him, they're going to support him. It's like, I have a wealth academy that's 99 bucks a month. Um, people call me and they want to go out to lunch and they want an hour of my free time but they're not spending $99 a month to invest in something that I've put out there that I've got a great team that's being supported on because of that. 
it's, it doesn't make sense, right? And so those are the things that I would kind of keep in mind as you're building your career. You're going to have to make investments in yourself and other people. Early on, you're going to have to use other people's expertise. But if you follow that authority uh, strategy simultaneously, um, try to get written up in publications. The great thing I'll tell you about media, a little hack today. Um, so for me in financial services, it's primarily CNBC, Fox Business are the two that I do. You can Google, you can go into Twitter. Uh, Twitter is primarily where a lot of these reporters are, depending on the industry. You can find out who they are and then pitch them ideas. Uh, so if you're in real estate, if you're in finance, you're in technology, find out who the technology reporter, uh, John Fort for CNBC, for CNBC is and bombard their Twitter. They're going to love that I'm saying this, but bombard their Twitter with ideas of who you are, because look, when I first started out, I wasn't on two or three times a week. It was like one time a month. But then when I got on, I knew how to add value. I knew how I didn't get on and pitch my stuff or anything like that. I went in there, understood what the reporters need, what the audience needed. And I made sure I added value to that. And then I kept getting invited back, invited back. But the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Find out who those people are. Start harassing them. Pitch them good ideas. Because what? I could literally be on financial television every day. Why? Because it's financial television. How much is there to say about finance? So they always need people with a new spin to come on and talk. And you'd be surprised who that is. And so what I'll tell you is I got onto Instagram. People are like, wow, that's pretty quick to get verified, get to 15,000 followers and all that. Well, it's not really quick. It's because I put the 12 years in media before that to when I came to social media. Uh, that was just a different platform, right? And I was able to transform some of those people and some of that credibility that I had already built up. So I'll tell you what will happen is this will happen in everything. It'll happen with social media and it'll happen with your close ratio. Once you start getting that third party validation, you know, that's why we get degrees from Warren, UCLA. We go on Fox Business. We're written up in CNBC or Sports Illustrated, Wall Street. Why does it make me any smarter? Probably not. Then somebody has all the same credentials. But the perception is that I'm smarter. Third-party validation is extremely important in closing scale sales. It's extremely important in building your social media presence. So while you're doing the social media, while you're building your authority, start hounding some of these mainstream types of reporters because all you need is one or two spots. And I've seen people that have a CNBC spot from 15 years ago. They're still talking about it on their website. I don't know that you want to do that, but you know, if you get one spot a year and you're able to promote that, and that's the last thing I'll say, before I stop is guys, you have to promote yourself, right? You have to be proud of what you do. We met at Brad Lee's event. I, I, Brad's probably the proudest guy of himself that I know, but look, it, 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 it Brad, right? You have to sell yourself because if you don't sell yourself, nobody else is. And unless you believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. But I'll tell you the secret that belief comes from that first day. When you put in the work and you know legitimately you deserve a seat at the table and then you are at the you are at your best, you really become bulletproof at that point. No, that's fantastic. Krista or Natalie, any questions? Because we're creeping up on 2.30 and I'll be respectful of Rob's time that he has generously donated for us. So no questions. Look, I just want to recap and say, look, the finance, fitness, fashion. He dropped all those nuggets as far as what he uses to build himself up. Natalie's in finance. Krista's in fitness. Woo, look at that. I must be the fashion. Yes. So when you look at that, right? Authority, celebrity, and exclusivity. And the exclusivity comes after you've built the authority to become the celebrity. 
I loved your your idea of jump on Twitter and hit up the reporters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, that I, I saw Natalie writing it down right away. Just I don't tell them I told you to do that because they'll hate me for that. But yes, it, exactly. it works. Exactly. And then there's also Harrow, which is uh, help a reporter out. And every day they'll email email out three times a day. And it's and they go out and say, here's what I need topics on. So Rob would look over and say, what's the financial stuff? And then you can submit to reporters your take on whatever the conversation is, and that'll get you published as well. So that'll put it out there as that third party validation that's so important. And so and then lastly, one of the things I want you guys to what re, I recognize when I look at Rob sitting there is that integrity is in his core. And so when he says, right, you got to operate from integrity and go forward, there's no question when you look at him and say here and the way he talks with the passion and the drive that comes forth. And so I, I think it's really important. Everybody walks away with that as well. So if we have no other questions, one of the things uh, Bob Donnell put out here too. So it's a buddy of mine. He believes in uh, next level. You achieve your next level by association. Sure. And so when you look at that and say, okay, who are you hanging around with? And I look over and I'm like, well, yeah, when I got into the back, it was like, I need, to actually go say hi to Rob that we're sitting in the green room at Brad's event. I was like, okay, I need to get over there and squeeze between him and Albert, right? Just to say, hey guys, look, I need to get around you guys so that it can be beneficial for me and what value can I provide back to them? And so that's what I look at. So it was partially selfish at the same time being generous. So yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's so true. You know, I work with my entrepreneurs and I think all of us at some point, um, when you max out all the things I talked about, you'll kind of hit that glass ceiling until you break into that next leveled up group that you're talking about, Joe, because look, people, you know, we all know, do business with people they like. And if you want to do business with people that are multimillionaires, billionaires, you have to be in that circle so that they know about you. But I'll tell you, it's very difficult to get into those circles. And so just like I talked about attraction sales, the reason I'm invited to talk to billionaires is because I have value that I bring and knowledge that they seek. And that's the only reason that they let me in. They don't want free dinners. They don't want any of that stuff. They want knowledge and they want value that somebody else can't provide. And that's why if you follow what I said, I promise you it'll work for all these different rungs, the rungs of the ladder you need to climb. Perfect. Thank you so much. We hit our 2.30 mark. I am going to be respectful, Rob, and I appreciate you for cut, carving out time in your day. I know you have a lot of stuff to do. And so thank you very much. And for all my war gamers out there, I'm going to tell you like I do every week, go out and sell something. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.